0: This is Rugger Matrix International, episode 163, 100 days and counting. This week on the world's most quoted rugby podcast, 100 days before the Lions. Good stuff, 737 done up for the Lions series.
1: 100 days out. Uh,
0: excited? The Lions, very excited. From Wallaby Ben Robertson to panel member Les Kiss, the Ireland assistant coach talks about their defeat to Scotland and what went wrong.
2: It's certainly a game that that, that stats show you, you, you shouldn't lose, um, and that's disappointing.
0: As always, Rugger Matrix International is brought to you by Strike, Australia's leading provider of Bluetooth car kits, reversing cameras, and other awesome devices. Go to strike.com.au and enter the code Matrix to get 10% off. Hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix International. I'm your host, Juro sin and I'm flying solo today. No Mark Cashman in the studio. He'll be popping along in a way later on, so make sure you look out for that. I do have his magazines, though, in front of me. We've got the current edition of Inside Rugby Magazine and they're proud sponsors of Rugger Matrix International. Easy flower on the cover. He's played one game. Let's see how he goes next weekend in his second game for the Waratahs. And don't forget, you can still get the Inside Rugby Annual for 2012, we have a discount if you go through the Rugger Matrix website. Change changed the look again uh, to reflect the modern tile interface for a lot of touch devices, so that's what we're going for there, so check it out on RuggerMatrix.com. Uh, and of course uh, this is not available, but it's a great collector's item if you get your hands on it, and it's the official tournament record for the 2011 Rugby World Cup if you're wondering about that on the desk as well. Alright, big program coming up, and shortly we'll be going to Sydney Airport to speak to Ben Robinson as the Wallabies mark 100 days out from the British. And Irish Lions touring Australia. So, great little chat coming up with Ben Robinson very shortly. But first, it's Six Nations off the top of the show, and I'm pleased to say that we've managed to get Les Kiss on the line Monday night, his time to talk all things Six Nations and Irish rugby. So, I'm looking forward to this chat. And as I look at the screen, there he is. Les, you're looking a picture under that light, though. It's not as dark as usual. What's going on?
2: Like My gun bald.
0: All right, Les, well thanks for joining us. Difficult game to come out of at the weekend. It really got away from you. Is that how you see it? Because you really dominated the game after it. Were you left scratching your head?
2: (sighs) Yeah, you might say I'm scratching my head uh, as we all are. I think the players are as well. Uh, A strange game uh, when you look at it in reflection. Everything you look at points to the fact that uh, uh, we should have won it. Uh, even the Scots, uh, to their uh, credit, after the match were were gracious enough to say that they were dead set lucky. They did nothing, and they got the result. But that's what test rugby is about. Uh, you've got to nail results, and uh, you know we we had a couple of opportunities. Uh, it was obviously the plan we had, opened them up, and, and put them under heaps of pressure, but. Uh, you got to close the deal at this level, mate, and we didn't.
0: Well, you must have been happy with the way you were generating the play because you tried to play rugby, but in the end, did it come down to maybe a bit of panicking or lack of patience? Because if there's one thing you need in a Six Nations game, is patience.
2: Um, I don't think it was panic. Uh, I, I think there was just a, a strong intent and belief in, in that we were going to do well in the game, and, and they went at it and they created the opportunities. The first opportunity uh you know there was a possibly an opportunity an offload to to to, to score but uh, the decision was made not to pass it w- it would have been precarious enough pass anyway then we pressured their line and uh got the penalty uh went to a line out and lost that and, and took the pressure off them a little bit the second line break luke marshall you know cut the uh, scots defense open um and just didn't get enough accuracy on the pass. And, um, you know, the young lad had a, a fantastic game and um, certainly showed himself a play of quality. Um, another line break that we made uh, uh, that we thought we could make, and these guys, we made them. But um, you know, Keith probably could have taken Keith Earls probably could have taken a straighter line and 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 set Dricko up under the post. But he he backed himself to go on the outside and it didn't quite work out. And we ran out and we took the pressure off again. So. You know, there's just three opportunities and there were other opportunities in the game too that we, we just didn't, you know, keep the foot on the throat of the opposition and we, we gave them a chance to take another breath and they stayed alive and, uh, you know, it's, a, it's disappointing. But, um, you know, no player goes out there to, to make mistakes on purpose, but um, it, it, it was disappointing uh, to say the least.
0: I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you underestimate Scotland at all?
2: Yeah, no, not, not at all. I think uh, it, it's a good question because you know some people may think at that, but I don't think we did. I think if we did underestimate them, they would have taken us apart at the breakdown, and and we had the edge on them on them there all day um, in terms of of uh, making sure we were vigilant in that area. I think when you underestimate a team, you you don't turn up in in those contact areas, and I thought we were we were good in those areas, so I don't think we did underestimate them. Though.
0: Couple of times ping for rush up the fence. Uh, was that just a timing issue?
2: Yeah. Look, I think a couple of penalties um, we would regret. That's that's for sure. So, you know, there's a combination of a few areas that, that just didn't didn't nail at one hundred percent, and a couple of penalties didn't help. You know, a couple of clean breaks that we should have been put more polish on and and, and complete them. Um, you know, a bit of the set-piece wobbled a bit. Uh, you know, there's a combination of things, but I uh, I think it's important from our, our perspective we understand what we can control and, and make sure we get on top of them. It's it's certainly a game that that, that stats show you, you, you shouldn't lose, um, and that's disappointing. But overall, uh, we've got a review on th- coming up on um, later this week. The players have had a couple of days off, uh, uh, to, to refresh and, and regenerate, and um, as all the as all the nations do, it's it's regular. It's a, it's just the way that all the nations operate. With the breaks they have in the weeks, just to give the guys a break and freshen up, and then um, we'll be back together during the week, and then the, and then we get back to together next week to face France.
0: Your decision to play Paddy Jackson. Now, if you had your time again, would you do exactly the same thing and pick him?
2: Yeah, I definitely would do it again. It's um, yep, yeah. <laughs> your cop criticism for that, that's fine. The boy did well uh, in terms of playing the plan. Um, uh, enough said about his uh, the goal kicking. Uh, they shouldn't have to come to that. That's the bottom line. Um, uh, I think some of the criticism and is a little bit unfair uh, in terms of his overall game. I thought the boy did well. He's a great young lad and he did very well. You know, I've got... The bottom line, I think, the, the, the real people you listen to, and, and they don't lie, they don't they don't try and cover those things up with the players and the, you know the, the you know, Driscolls of the world and, and the Carnies of the world were absolutely rapt with how he he presented the game to them and gave them opportunities. So I, um, that's enough said for me.
0: Because in times like this, the senior players often stand up to make a point to the rest of the squad. Did some of your senior guys, Jamie and Brian, make a point after the game that um, resonated with the squad?
2: Look, I think, you know, uh, a sense of frustration and disappointment, without a doubt. They're, you know, they've said a little bit already and um, in, in terms of how they feel, and, and the they're, they're guys have uh, you know, a great deal of passion and pride for the jersey, and and uh I, they didn't lack that but they they desperately wanted to make sure they they did the job to deliver something for ireland and um you know they, they did everything bar win it and that's the that's the bottom line and they realize at this level that it's, it, it is about that uh in, particularly in tournaments like the six nations so there's disappointment uh but also um yeah there's there's a strong belief in a lot of good things that are that are going on but it doesn't help when you don't win it. You know, you look at Scotland after the game, the joy they had, and they did nothing. They were non-inventive. They were, they were broken, you know, a number of times in, in, in terms of their defence. We broke them a lot. Um, you know, they'd be very disappointed in, in how they performed, but they got a result. So, you know, there was some of it, most of our performance was was pretty good, but um, some of it was left to be a bit wanting, and, and, and it presented them with enough enough to stay in touch and, and uh, you know, they kicked their goals and, uh, and, and got the points. Uh, they were never going to score. They didn't have to rely on that. Uh, we should have scored another try too.
0: Well, fair enough. Well said, mate. Well, I think I saw it reported that this was a result against rugby because you made all the play and you've been doing that so far in Six Nations, really having a go, trying to play the game at its core best, but it hasn't paid off for you. Now, heading into France... Is there any chance that Ireland, you guys, will go back into your shell?
2: No, you can't go into your shell. and I think it's um, look. There's a little bit of a, uh, I guess, an emphasis on certain things at the moment uh, that that, su- that can suggest things in an exaggerated way. We're trying to balance our game. We're trying to make sure we understand how we can attack attack effectively and um, and hit specific. Areas based on our analysis, I think we're doing that each game. But we, we probably, uh, bar the um, the first, you know, forty-five minutes of the of the first test, we, we were clinical in the, how we finished our opportunities and how we finished to the back end of our work. And we probably just haven't been as as demanding on ourselves in terms of how we do that better uh, game on game. And um, you know, the preparation's been great each time. The the, the plan has obviously uh, given us, you know. You know, I think it's six or six or seven line breaks to zero against Ireland, five to nil against England, um, but we just don't. We're not. We're not converting it to the serious points that we need to, and that's that's the reality of it. Uh, that that shouldn't put us in our shell, and um, and if it did, um, that'd be a you know it just wouldn't be right. You, know, you don't do that sort of thing. It's about getting the other things right. Uh, yeah. The, there's a lot of factors that go into winning and we've just got to make sure we, we stay positive about the things that we are doing and, and, and get in control of the things that we can control better and, and we'll be in a better position to, to, um, to, to take those games out and win them and, um, you know, because ultimately that's what you want to do.
0: And what about a message for Ireland supporters? I mean, there's a fair bit to go now and a point to prove in the Six Nations. Uh, I mean, so far it's proven to be probably the most competitive series we've seen.
2: Yeah, it's very competitive. I, um, I think uh, from the RBS Six Nations perspective, uh, the people who who put the tournament together and all that uh, would be extremely happy with how it's gone so far. Um, you know, Italy did a great job in the first week. Second week, they were disappointed. They came out and fought valiantly in the third week. But, you know, they're a team to be reckoned with in a more consistent basis, that's for sure. Scotland, first time to put back-to-back in this, this competition since 2001, so, um, yeah, they're happy uh, and, and well done to them. Uh, Wales bounced back. You know, they've just just got, you know, back to, you know, bread and butter basics and, and got a few things right and, and, and full credit to Rob Howley. He's got a couple of wins that sort of deserted them up to the eight, eight losses in a row that they did have and England, I think, uh, an interesting team. Um, you know, they their, their line out successes the least in the competition. I think they missed the most tackles, but they they put the right pressure on at the right times and and, and they're getting the results for it. So they're they they're rightly at the top of the ladder. And uh, we we meet France who are three blot in a competition, so they don't get any easier in this competition. <laughs> so I think from from all perspectives you'd have to be happy with how the competition looks. Um, um, but to tell you the truth, <laughs> I'm only looking from my side here and from the Irish perspective. And, uh, it, you know, it'd be it'll be great for the guys to get a reward that they do deserve with the type of preparation they're putting in. But, you know, preparation is only part of the deal. There's 80 minutes in the weekend that you have to keep making sure you're nailing. That. That's what we have to focus on getting right, mate. And um, uh, that's the deal, isn't it?
0: Certainly is. Well, Les, uh, thanks very much for taking time on a Monday night, very late your time, but it is appreciated. And despite that little grainy iPhone Skype image, you still look like a sensational 37-year-old.
2: Well, it hides my wrinkles well, mate, so I'll keep that, uh, that grainy image. It'd be good. The, um, great to see this Super 15 up uh, well underway the way too, mate. Uh, some interesting results so far, so... Um, that's oh well, what about yeah.
0: the New Zealand games they've been unbelievable.
2: Yeah they they're hot aren't they? It's it's amazing the, the pace that they play the game at um, it, it it really challenges certain elements of, of how you approach the game do you how what do you compete to the tackle contest um, and if you over over compete at the wrong time you're going to be hurt so do you you just put one tackler in plus maybe one one poacher or half a poacher, and, and and keep putting a line up, and and keep scrambling that way. It's a it's a really really exciting game and to watch. That's for sure. And um, you know, I still I still do hold I still do hold uh, uh, the fact that it's important not to let the com, the contest leave the game. It, it's it's a different game to rugby league. You know what I mean, it's it, there has to be the availability to be able to. Um, have a contest for the ball. If players are isolating themselves, you know, in rugby league, you can isolate yourself. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you're protected totally. And we need to make sure that uh, we do keep some form of contest there. So it's I'm not I'm not against what we've seen. It's been great to see, but mm. let's not let it get too too loose. Uh, it's got to have the right blend and the mix in the game um, to make it to make it a uh, uh, a unique product in its own right in the world, in, in, in world sport. I don't think it's in danger of losing that, but it's, it, it, you mentioned the New Zealand Games, are oh, fantastic to watch that's for sure. So.
0: Uh, well, I've got you, I just want to ask you quickly and this is something that Mark Cashman's been uh, harping on and he wanted me to ask you this, he'll be popping along as a photo bomber in a moment Kizzy, but are you still adamant there should be no bonus point system in the Six Nations? <laughs>
2: How did I know that was going to be the question? How did I know it? You know? Look, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, a couple of people have given their opinions. I, I'm still of that ilk um, that I'd like to keep it as a as a pristine competition. Uh, look, this this competition is a good example already. We we played Wales in Wales. The conditions were absolutely perfect, and we saw a game that any Competition, or you know, of a standard of any of high standard anywhere in the world that matches the Southern Hemisphere games that you get at times. Then we come home to to Dublin, and it was a you know a wet miserable day, and it, it no tries were scored. So the conditions were different. Now we have um, then we go to Scotland, and it snows all that morning, so it does put an edge off the pitch. Wales go to Italy, it's a it's a wet day, it's 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 pouring, and it takes the edge off a type of game that could possibly happen. Now, when you play home and away, three home games and two away, then you go two away and two home. And sometimes a mix of those games, you get away and home for each nation, are difficult, more difficult than easy. So, when, if, you, we, if we introduce bonus points, I don't think it gives a re- an even, um, uh, or an even share of what you should deserve from your games. Like when you have home and away in the, in the, in the uh, four nations down south, you know, you get your opportunity to, 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 to soak up a wet game here or there and you know, it'll even out in the end. And I think with the Six Nations, when you only play each other once and then your mix of games for each for each country is different and then, you don't you can't bank on weather conditions. And if you end up with, you know, unlucky to get three bad weather games in your five games, that does close the game down, then you're not going to have a chance to score your four tries as readily. So it's just not an even playing field if you went to it that's just my view and i and i also do like the fact that it it, this is it's test rugby at its purest i guess and um the bottom line when you get the world cup once you get to the you know the last eight years it's it's about it's about test rugby and whether you win it or lose it and and i think that's what i like about it um not that I'm against the concept of bonus points. I do like it. I like the fact that you can play good attacking rugby and, and be rewarded to it for it, that's for sure. But I don't think this competition allows it to be factored into on an even basis where you can say, yes, they deserved it because one team might get four wet games and the other team might get five beautiful weather conditions. And it just suits that style where you can score four tries where you, where you might just get so unlucky it's not, it's not funny.
0: Yep, well answered again, mate. Les, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it as always. Let's hope you're back on track again very, very soon.
2: Thanks, Bronx. It's been a gap for a while for a lot of reasons, but it's good to chat and um, uh, keep an eye on us. We'll get better.
0: Absolutely. Let's hope so. Thanks very much to Les Kiss joining us from Dublin tonight. Now, after the break, we're going to head to Sydney Airport with a special guest as we count down 100 days to the start of the British and Irish Lions Tour. Rugger Matrix is proudly brought to you by the good rugby folk at strike.com.au. Go there and you'll get 10% off your next reversing camera, Bluetooth car kit or other accessory. It's all about safe driving, no texting while driving. That's what Bronco and Casho say. So visit strike.com.au, enter the code Matrix and you'll get 10% off. And here we are with the wonderful 737 behind me and joining me is the other flying man himself, Ben the Cat Robinson. Hey mate, it's great to have you back on the show. It's great to be back. Great show, looking forward to it. All right mate, we had Wycliffe Parley. Oh, oh, Casho, what are you
1: doing? (laughs) Casho, guest appearance. (laughs) I'll
0: see you in the studio. All right, so Cash Cow crashing us. Look at that uh, jet mate, looks fantastic, James Horwell there, he's in a moon boot, hopefully he's going to be OK. This really rams it home mate, uh, 100 days to go into the Lions series, you must be excited.
1: Very excited, I think uh, if you look at ticket sales within 15 minutes, all, all tickets and allocations were sold out, so it's pretty impressive. Um, I think you heard before that uh, you know, a player that's played 117 tests, I think Nathan Sharp's never played against the Lions before, so um, you know, if you get the opportunity to, uh, to play against them I think it'll be no holds barred
0: yeah i mean if you see the pics mate you'll see it i was in the coaching box of Rod queen pork chopping yeah a little
1: bit more hair but mate
0: it was such a huge series how old were you when it uh, last came round
1: i think it was about 16 or 17. um i think reminiscing back in, the, in those times uh, i just remember a big sea of red in the crowd um you know there's i think george street every afternoon was chock-a-block full of uh you know the northern hemisphere is coming over and, and drinking a lot of quiet ales but um it was an impressive time i think all of australia embraces the Lions, um and for every 12 years for them to come and play us is, is very special and you know, i think for the wallabies especially for us to um have that opportunity to to go out there and, and play um, that combination of the nations is, is very important it is
0: a wonderful series um just on the build-up though in the northern hemisphere England really playing well in Six Nations aren't they? Uh, Ireland fell off a bit at the weekend and Wales are starting to, get, starting to get some momentum but the threat from England looks really really good and you played them uh, in uh, series last year at the end of the year and they really lo- did look good but Australia was the only team that really uh, put it to them.
1: Yeah I think if um, you look at it they, they played New Zealand um, you know, late in November and, and they beat uh, the All Blacks, first time they've been beaten I think in a few years, so um, you know they're very impressive. Um, you look at the Welsh form as well; won the Six Nations a few years ago, um, and they're in great form. And we we just narrowly got the win there. So um, I think if those two nations um, are firing at the moment, it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be impressive. Uh, you know Lions group.
0: Have you watched any of what England's done so far? And if you have, what's impressed you?
1: Um, you know, I think the English are still quite a young side. Um, we got some imp- pretty impressive centres. Um, we're playing pretty good footy and uh, you know they're a very talented group. Um, up front they've got some very good experience, um, you know scrummaging last year against them was very tough, we we came off a tough game against the French and Australian and English who were renowned for their scrummaging and uh, you know we had, we had a tough night at the office but we did alright. Um, so I think you know for them coming down it's going to be a strong set, set piece focus for them um, and hopefully some of their backs get a, a bit of a run as well
0: what I like about England at the moment is not only do their forwards play well they always play well but they're really engaging um, their eight and their backs in a more of a dynamic game you know involving the 15 and you can see it coming through with Tu he scores his tries exciting player they're unleashing all the elements of their team which we have not always seen but they're doing a good job now is is that how you see it?
1: yeah i think um, when you have that combination of, of the forwards going well and linking straight in with the backs it's a it's a winning combination i think every Every rugby side wants to have that, um, you know, that combination. As you said, Tuilagi's, he's, he's in great form at the moment, scoring tries. Um, he was very impressive, um, you know, in, in this series, in the last few years uh, for the English. Um, you know, but they've got plenty of other weapons out wide as well. Uh,
0: the thing about this team, a uh, hundred days away from playing the Lions series, you've got a lot of rugby to play beforehand. So, uh, do you say, okay, I'm doing this event today? Then you put it in the back of your mind and concentrate on Super Rugby.
1: Yeah, I think so. We've got the Rebels coming up this weekend for the Waratahs. Um, you know, it's always going to be in the back of your mind there but, you know, for me it's just playing my rugby um, week in, week out and making sure that um, I suppose I'm putting my best foot forward so when it comes, you know, June that, you know, hopefully I'll be number one selection.
0: You came off the bench at the weekend and, uh, you came, and I reckon you came on and made an immediate impact. Uh, how did you feel about that coming off the bench?
1: Um, yeah of course um, I would like to start but I think you know, first and foremost um, you know, I want to play the best footy I can whether it's off the bench or, or starting but um, I enjoy being out there, it was, a, it was a tough night at the office for us and you know, we're disappointed that we didn't get the win but um, you know, at the moment I'm enjoying playing my footy and, uh, and I'll stick to that.
0: Tars are really trying to play an enterprising game and you could see that on the other night, Izzy Flowers has been canned a bit, I reckon unfairly for the way he played because let's face it, first game First serious game in Super Rugby, and I think he did all right. Uh, and I think um, I think he defended desperately well. He almost pulled off a try-saving tackle at the end there. But uh, do you think um, first game out, he was critical of himself? Does he need everyone else on his back?
1: I think he's a top athlete, you, um, you know, he said it in the last few days. It's, he's, he's, a, he's a very hard marker of himself. Then, and um, you know, on the weekend, there was a few moments that he had a, a few sly moments. Or, quite a moment there but you can see he's an amazing athlete. Um, if you look at his trial form against the Crusaders, he's an amazing player and it won't take long for him to uh, you know to settle back in.
0: Cliffy Parley was on the show last week and just said he was the most amazing player to immediately come in and pick it up. Lines that he runs, you know, getting to the breakdown, laying the ball back. He's doing all the stuff that I reckon some of our other converts, and we know him really well, struggled at the time. To, uh, we always had the sports minute to go through our shot, that's <laughs> alright. <laughs> we've had enough of the sports minute, we've got everyone. <laughs> so, um, this is like matrix, yeah, matrix, here. Yeah, here. Um So uh, we'll continue on but uh, you know he does everything well mate, have you been amazed? It's a little
1: bit easier, it's a the back, they've got a much easier job <laughs> than all the forwards do. Geez I saw sure. a good ball from you, like, I think you cut out six blokes. Yeah. Scrum half? Yeah. I've, I've always
0: be, said you I, should be scrum half.
1: You reckon? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking a little bit too slow maybe to be scrum half. I think I'll stick to my scrummaging. You've got the best
0: pass. What is it about
1: loose head props and passing? I don't know. I, I think it's just a part of... I'm, I'm going to answer the c- yeah,
0: question okay, Yeah, okay. Sorry. We'll
1: talk about it. <laughs> no, look, I think, um, you know, for Izzy, I think he's been in contact with a few of the um, ex-converts uh, in, in the rugby union. Um, as I said before, it won't take long for him. Is here. he the best? Already? Do you think he's the best? Uh, no, I think looking at Come his... Come on tri- give yeah. us something mate. <laughs> well you got Lottie, you got Wendell, you've yeah, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> no look I don't think time will tell. Um, you know looking at the moment he's still young, he's still fresh, he's fit yeah. and uh, you know he scored a try on the, on the weekend as well so he's putting himself in pretty good positions but um, yeah, he's going to get better week in week out.
2: When
0: are the Waratahs going to get a jet like this? <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe a few decals on our uh, yeah, Q4. I think Jeremy Tills has got a little plane. I don't know if he could fit the whole team on it though.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. What did you think about the Reds of the weekend? Uh, you know, it was a tight game. Uh, their back row was very impressive, though.
1: Yeah, they're um, they're, they're a good side. The Reds. Um, you know, last two years they've been in the final series. Um, you know, so they're a consistent team, and I think you know every team is aiming for that. Um, you know, they've still got a lot of players to come back. Um, James Hall, Willie Genio, um, so the introduction of those players is yeah. going to make them stronger.
0: Yeah some big bockers who uh, come back, we're at the Jet Base battling all the Jets in the background but uh, we're here with Ben Robinson, Waratahs and Wallabies prop. Ben, uh, uh, Wycliffe-Parlou said last week that uh, they put a lot of work into getting fit for this season. Uh, do you think you'll get the bene- benefits benefits for this uh, extra training uh, later in the year or do, when does it start kicking in? I think it's kicking straight away. Um, is that hard to manage though, like the, to sustain that sort of uh, fitness?
1: Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not too hard. I think as you're playing as as a Q400, what do you got here? <laughs> as a just 737. Yeah, I think you know as a, as a game progresses and you play on, you you hope you make sure that your um, you know, your fitness is there and you can rely on that. Um, you no, know, but it's a long season, another 15, 16 weeks until the final series. It's um, it's going to be very tough for us. Um, I think the key for For most teams at this time of year, is is retaining their their players. The the more players you can pick from, the healthier the side's going to be.
0: Do you want to play this expansive style? I asked quickly. Was it quote crap? I mean, are you? Do you believe that you're going to play a new game
1: of rugby? Um, I think the style of rugby we want to play is just a a, a style that suits us and and the squad we have at the moment. Um, You know, I don't think you want to play a style that's not suited to the players in the current squad. So. I think you know you definitely have the right to, to actually play with the ball. Um, you can't play an expansive style when you're on the back foot so Or well, if you haven't got the skills. Have you got the skills? Yeah, completely. completely. No, you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you look at our squad at the moment, um, you know, you've got strong ball runners all the time that give you know, the backs opportunity to, to show their wares. And if you look at our back line players, Drew Mitchell, you know, easy for Beric Barnes, Tom Carter, those players are, are very dynamic players. And, you know, it'll it, be, be tough to give them the ball on the back foot and say, tr- you know, try and play with this ball when that's going to be a, a difficult ask for them. So I think as forwards, you want to play a nice, strong game, a game that can get the backs actually into the game.
0: Today when, when we asked... games in my answer yeah, there. Sorry about games, that. a lot of games. So that's rep- repetition. You get your point across. We just asked the other boys uh, here for the news services. Um, Talk about uh, Rupert Guinness breaking today that maybe uh, George Smith will come back to Super Rugby. That'd be an awesome thing for the game in Australia. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, George has been a stalwart for, for the Wallabies um, for many years. Um, I don't think he's played in France and then in Japan and a few others. But um, yeah, there's a bit of speculation that he's coming back to what, some Super Union. I, I can't break that for you now. You got, any, Giro. you got any inside word, mate? No, I don't. I don't. I, don't know, where, I don't know where he would go. There's some pretty impressive sevens around in Australian rugby at the moment. We've got a pretty good number seven, Michael Hooper, and outstanding. Brum. How's he going? He's going very well. Hoops, yeah, he's um, he's fitted straight into the squad, um, and uh, well, he's
0: already had great experience with the Wallabies, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he has. I think you look at his season last year; was his players player for probably nine out of the ten games he, he played in. Um, you know, he's a great player. Um, you now, for him to be putting pressure on Poey, I think it's great for Australian rugby, and I think Australian rugby is quite quite used to having strong sevens over the years. Um, Phil War, George Smith, there as well, and to have a player like Hoops come through as well, is going to be great for us.
0: I got this question from a UK radio station the other day that, do they think Super Rugby is an ideal preparation for Test Rugby? And uh, I say, if definitely if you're New Zealand, they play the game the same way anyway. But uh, can you transfer Super Rugby to Test Rugby or is it not the ideal way to do it? You've been playing
1: both for a long time now, what are your thoughts on that question? I think it's the only option that we do have. Um, so it's got to be? It's got to be, yeah. Um, you know, I think there's there's plenty of um, skills, there's plenty of um, tasks, there's, there's plenty of you know actions you can take out of <laughs> Super Rugby and move straight I, think, Australia. I uh, think
0: what they're asking for, do you have enough uh, of that uh, engagement at Scrum, the tighter games? And I think there are the odd tight game as well.
1: Yeah, there are. I think the good thing about Super Rugby is, you know, you've got teams over in South Africa that, you know, heavily forward-based, yeah. Uh, you got teams in New Zealand that you know have strong backs, strong, powerful running backs. So you have a good mix, a good eclectic mix of of, of, of everything. Um, you know, up in the northern hemisphere, you know they love their set piece, and it's all, always a new challenge uh, for the Wallabies to go and play up there. Um, but I think you know it's it's a healthy environment we have in Super Rugby here. There's there's a good mix of everyone. Um, uh, there's the sides that a really strong line out, there's sides that are really hard at the breakdown, and I think you get a, a good coverage of um, most skills you need for, for test rugby.
0: Well the other thing too is that the uh, Southern Kings played the Western Force and unfortunately for the Force if you're a Force supporter and our mate Brett Sheehan unfortunately at
1: home watching it Does Brett uh, get on uh, Rugger Matrix? Yeah often, he? he was tweeting me he was worried about some uh, Do you both w- need boxes to get off the ground <laughs> so it fit up to, to camera level <laughs> for you guys? Oh okay, oh, <laughs> I he is
0: towering well, James, Hall was, uh, James Hall was about three feet taller but um, yeah so Sheehan was a bit worried about uh, the uh, wind damage in uh, Malabar at the weekend, big storms But uh, the Southern Kings got a win straight away and already competitive. That's pretty good for the competition, don't you think? Because they'll bring a different style to what uh, the Cats have brought in the past.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I I didn't catch much of that game. Um, You know, for a side to come in and get a win straight off the bat is very impressive. Um, You know, the force, uh, they're a great side. They've got some great players there. Their back row is unbelievable. Um, They've got a a balding halfback there. He's getting a bit old now. but um, (laughs) No, they're a very impressive side and they're coached by a great coach in uh, Michael Foley there. So. you know, that, that, for me that was a bit of a shock, um, but once again for, for, you know, super rugby is, is great.
0: Alright, Ben Robinson, thank you for joining us. Uh, I can't believe you're not up there uh, as one of the uh, men on the plane, but it looks it's pretty quite
1: good. Quite an impressive plane, isn't it? The decals are very impressive. <laughs> That's
0: right. Good stuff. 737 done up for the Lions series.
1: 100 uh, days out. Excited? Good Very excited. <laughs> Alright,
0: there he is. Ben Robinson, what about, can I just ask you, I know you've got the beard going. What's going on with Ewan McKenzie? Have you seen it? He looks the like Gandalf. Beard. Yeah, he looks like Gandalf out of uh, at Lord of the Rings. <laughs> did you see him I, on the I, weekend? I out of the I've,
1: game? I? I did see him. Um, I saw him actually at the, at the start of the day, and um, he's got a lot of grays in there at the moment. He's a, he's a good mate of mine, Ewan, but um, I don't, there's, a, there's a few uh, crazy facial hair um, happenings at the moment.
0: Very well, Barnes.
1: You seen Barry Barnes' yeah, no, mow at the moment? Very disturbing. Can we well, cut to a cross of Barry Barnes' <laughs> mow there? Can we? Can we get that in?
0: <laughs> I'm going to do that right now, uh, mate. Thanks very much for your time. Good luck, uh, and I hope you uh, smash them up when the Lion series comes around in 100 days' time.
1: Beautiful. Thank you very
0: much, Ben Robinson. Everyone. Oh, how good is he? The great Ben Robinson. Thanks to him, thanks to Qantas, and thanks to the A A U for a great day. 100 days out. It was really great to be at the Qantas jet base for that. Thanks to Inside Rugby Magazine. Uh, as you can see, great reads. Get online to buy them right now. And of course, strike.com.au. Great rugby people as well as uh, sorting out your car with in-car kits. They're uh, great sponsors of Rugger Matrix International. And, of course, they've signed on for another 12 months. So thanks to you too, Chris and the guys at strike.com.au. All right, that is it for the program. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week to talk all things Six Nations, Lions, of course, and Super Rugby on Rugger
1: Matrix International.